0: Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be going in depth into my week number eight top 36 running back rankings and tiers for the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we get on into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure they do leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at notorious FNTSY. So without further ado, let's get into my week number eight running back rankings and tiers for the 2023 fantasy football season. We begin with the S tier running backs at running backs one through four, beginning at number one with Christian McCaffrey, running back of the San Francisco 49ers, going up against the Cincinnati Bengals this week at home in San Fran. Now, Brock Purdy is currently in the concussion protocol, and I think that it is very unlikely that he ends up suiting up in this game. At the end of the day, even though Mono Man Sam Darnold will be the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, to me, it doesn't move the needle one bit. Christian McCaffrey is that that fucking good that you or I could go out there and be the starting quarterback of the 49ers. And Christian McCaffrey would still be dominating Fifty Shades of Grey style. So I fully expect McCaffrey to have a huge game even without Brock Purdy. At number two, we have Austin Eckler of the LA Chargers going up against the Chicago Bears at home in LA. Now, ever since returning from the injury coming out the bye week, Austin Eckler has been far from ideal for fantasy running back 38 last week against the Chiefs and running back 25 the week prior up against the Cowboys in prime time. But this week is time for him to get his licks back right. He goes up against one of the worst defenses if not the best defense the nut low defense in the NFL in the Chicago Bears on Sunday Night Football. I expect Austin Eckler to hop back on the saddle like his name was John Marston and go absolutely nuclear this week against the Bears. At number three, we have Travis Etienne of the Jaguars going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. He has had three straight games inside the top four at the running back position, and the Jacksonville Jaguars have been coasting recently earlier on in the season. There was some questions, right? They beat the Colts week one, but after that, it was like, oh, They look bad against the Chiefs, don't look good against the Texans, they don't look great against Atlanta, but ever since that trip to London Town... Travis Etienne and the Jacksonville Jaguars have been on fire. I get on paper, this isn't a great matchup, but with how many touches, how much volume Etienne sees week in and week out, I think there's going to be yet another tremendous game for him. At number four, we have Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints going up against the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. Now, Alvin Kamara is dealing with an illness right now and did not practice on Wednesday. This is something to monitor, but I assume he'll be good to go by Sunday. At least he should be. Inside of his last four games, he's been a top 10 running back every single week. And last week, he was the RB2 against the Jaguars. We have seen two games this season where Alvin Kamara has gotten 14 targets. That is inhuman. That is not normal. That is crazy. And It's because Derek Carr loves to check the ball down. This week, going up against a pretty Not so hot Indianapolis Colts defense. I think Alvin Kamara, even if he's sick, his flu game, Michael Jordan style, he's going to go off against the Colts. Moving now to the A tier at running back. Just a slight step down from the running backs in the S tier. Obviously, these guys are all must-starts as well. Running back number five, Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys. Going up against the LA Rams at home in Dallas. Running back number 11 before the bye week up against the Chargers. Now, that game is... If we were actually looking at things realistically, right, I get he finishes as the RB11, but so many of those points derived from that one big catch he made that he probably should have scored a touchdown on, but he just ran out of juice. And doesn't score, but he had 80 receiving yards in that game, 30 rushing yards, seven targets, six receptions. The biggest problem for Tony Pollard this season is that he is one of the running backs being used most on the goal line, but the motherfucker only has two touchdowns on the season, and that was all the way back in week one against the Giants. This week, he gets a pretty so-so Rams defense, so I think he's going to be fine, but it is really frustrating that the touchdowns just are not coming his way. At number six, we got DeAndre Swift of the Eagles going up against the Washington Commanders in Washington last time out up against the Commanders. DeAndre Swift was the running back 12 on the week, scoring one touchdown in that game, 56 rushing yards, 23 receiving yards. I think he should be able to finish higher this week against the Commanders. Now his last game out against the Dolphins, the Dolphins did do a great job at kind of lessening the blow of that Philadelphia Eagles rushing offense. The most frustrating thing about Swift at this point is that you know, if they get on the one yard line, the ball's going to Hurts, and he's going to do the tush push. And if it doesn't work, they're going to do it again. And now it's second down. You know, they did it on first down, they do it on second down. Now it's third down, they're doing it again. And if it fails again, which it's not going to, it's not going to fail that many times in a row, they're doing it again on fourth down. So De'Andre Swift, once he gets to the goal line, he is iced out of touches, but at the end of the day, Again, one down game for Swift isn't going to make me panic. At number 7, we have Jameer Gibbs of the uh, Detroit Lions going up against the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday Night Football. Now, I don't think David Montgomery will play. If Montgomery plays, we're going to have to insert him pretty high into the rankings and we're going to have to bump Jameer Gibbs down because I think the second David Montgomery shows back up to this team, he is going to be the guy. Now, last week, despite the fact that the Baltimore Ravens absolutely skull-fucked the Lions, Jameer Gibbs was the RB3 on the week his best game on the season and it wasn't even close you can almost add up all of the points he scored this season from weeks one through four and they are just barely over the amount of points he scored in week seven this is a wet dream matchup against the Raiders, so assuming Montgomery isn't there, I think there's a huge bounce back for the Lions offense, and Jameer Gibbs will be a large part of that. At number eight, we have Raheem, the dream Mostert of the Miami Dolphins going up against the Patriots, non-participant in practice on Wednesday with the ankle, but it remains unclear if this is more of a precautionary tale like George Orwell, or if this is going to be a very serious situation. So, something to monitor as we go on through the week. Running back 35 last week against the Eagles. But the Eagles had the Dolphins offense locked up. Don't let me out. For a lot of that game, they couldn't run the Rock. But I think we're going to see Raheem Mostert flourish like a beautiful butterfly. He was the running back 5 week 2 up against the Patriots. Over 120 rushing yards. Two touchdowns. Think he could easily do that again against the Patriots on Sunday. Assuming... Daddy plays. Tyreek Hill is also banged up, which as a Dolphins fan kind of scares me, even though I think he's going to play. We don't really know yet. At number nine, we got Brees Hall of the New York Jumbo Jets going up against the Giants in MetLife, a double home game for both teams prior to the bye running back four and running back three. Once we saw Robert Sala, head coach of the team, take the leash off of Brees Hall, where he was kind of subduing the amount of touches he would get. 22 rushes in week five, 12 rushes in week six, as well as five targets, five receptions against the Eagles. This is a huge spot for Brees Hall. I am very confident in him this week. Even against the Eagles, I was a little nervous. I don't even still think Zach Wilson's very good, but if they keep feeding Brees Hall, he's going to do wondrous things with the ball. This man is averaging six and a half Yards per carry. At number 10, we have Isaiah Pacheco going up against the Denver Broncos in Denver. Last time out against the Broncos, he was the running back 14. That was the only week over the last couple of games where he didn't score a touchdown. Touchdown week 7, 5 Four and three, no touchdown in week six, but it is what it is. I'm not panicking about that. The Broncos' defense is straight Swiss cheese. Moving now to the B tier at the running back position. Again, these are all running backs that most likely you have to start. It feels a little bit grosser due to some of the matchups or how some of these players have played recently. But, and this is a big but shout out to Riley Reed. He doesn't have that big of an ass, but you get the point. Saquon Barkley, these guys, there's there's a little bit to say about him. Like, there's a little bit of worry that goes in when you put him in your lineup. Again, you still are going to play him, right? <laughs> You're just playing him regardless, but there, there's some reason to be a little bit nervous. Now, the reason why I'm nervous about Barkley, he was limited with an elbow... On Wednesday, I think he's gonna be fine. But what scares me is that he's going up against the Jets. His last two games running back 9 and 16. You can never really sit Saquon because of how fucking talented he is. And I can't really catapult him down the rankings, but again, the matchup is definitely very scary, fitting the Halloween season. At number 12, we got B. John Robinson going up against the Titans in Tennessee. Titans definitely have a pretty solid run defense. Bijan Robinson obviously bent every single fantasy owner over a table last week without the use of lube, as he got one rush for three yards. Now, it came out that he had a headache, his head, there was an issue, and it is what it is, right? I will not... Scream here get super mad because I already got mad on the running back start sit video So I'm not gonna panic anymore. It is what it is. It sucked but the NFL is now Investigating why this happened with the Falcons. So it is what it is. I think he he bounces back here It's been frustrating with Bijan recently because Arthur Smith is a certified stooge But things just have to be better than last week again assuming that he plays which he should and the matchup against the Titans their run defense has definitely gotten worse over the last couple of weeks. At number 13, we got Kenneth Walker the third. Sir Kenneth Walker third going up against the Cleveland Browns at home in Seattle. Now, he is currently questionable, but I haven't seen anything that would tell me that you need to be afraid of starting Walker due to the injury. Why you might be scared of playing Walker is because he's going up against the Browns defense. Now, I know Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss got a little bit loose, but loose up against the Colts up against the Browns last week. But again, there's something to worry about. Walker was only the running back 19 up against a dog shit dick cheese Arizona Cardinals defense. I'm a little bit worried because this Seahawks offense is a bit underwhelming. At number 14, we got JT, Jonathan Taylor, running back seven. Last week, finally got that ramp up of touches, 18 rushes, 75 rushing yards, four targets, three receptions, 45 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Saints defense, pretty solid against the pass, not so hot against the run as we saw Travis Etienne run a train on him last week. So I like JT. Zach Moss isn't going away, though. Like... They saw a pretty comparable amount of work last week against the Browns. So, Zach Moss is still going to be there. Now, is he going to be as relevant as he was a couple weeks ago? Most likely not, but he's never going to completely disappear, which could be frustrating when they get to the goal line, right? Jonathan Taylor gashes the defense, and then, you know, go on in there, Zach Moss, and he scores the touchdown, and then he ruins your Sunday. Next up, we move to the C tier at running back. This is where things start to get a little bit grosser. But again, we're not into the deep weeds yet, right? We're not into the fucking swamp like our name was Shrek and Donkey here. These are still all guys that I like. Number 15, Kareem Hunt going up against the Seahawks in Seattle. Currently questionable, not practicing on Wednesday with a thigh, but he's expected to play on Sunday. No Jerome Ford F-150, so it's going to be Kareem Hunt as well as Pierre. You want to come out here? Pierre Strong. Kareem Hunt will be the RB1 on the team. Back-to-back weeks as a top 14 running back, scoring three touchdowns over the last two games. Now, this is a Seahawks defense that definitely has started to look a little bit better, and this is a Browns offense that I think should be better under P.J. Walker. Shockingly enough, This man has only had four total targets over the last two weeks. But we know they don't really trust P.J. Walker in the red zone. So once they get into the red zone, it is all Kareem Hunt season. And again... He should be fully healthy, good to go on Sunday based upon everything that I've read. So I got to rank Kareem Hunt pretty highly. At number 16, we got D-Rock Henry, Tractor Cito, going up against the Atlanta Falcons at home in Tennessee. There are rumors spiraling around about how Derrick Henry is going to potentially get traded to the Baltimore Ravens. That is not, in my opinion, going to happen before Sunday, but could easily happen on Sunday night or on Monday something to monitor for Henry. That makes Tajay Spears kind of an interesting pickup that you can hold and potentially play going forward. Derrick Henry is in a situation where if the team gets down, he gets taken out for Tajay Spears. Now, if Tannehill was playing against the Falcons, I'd say everything's going to be okay, right? Derrick Henry's going to get a lot of touches. The Falcons are pretty so-so. The Titans are not a great team, far from it, but they'll be able to hang in, scratch and claw into the game to where Tajay Spears won't be getting a whole lot of shine. But with Will Levis and Malik Willis potentially taking turns like a fucking tag team wrestling match here, I'm a little worried. That's why he's running back 16. If Tannehill was playing, he'd probably be inside of the B tier. At number 17, but again, Derrick Henry last week out prior to the bye was really good. Number 17, Aaron Jones. Now, Aaron Jones was on a touch reduction last week against the Broncos. Eight rushes, five targets, running back 26 on the week. No bueno. Hamstring does not practice on Wednesday. I'm starting to worry that he's going to get limited again, and that's what puts him in this range. If it comes out on Sunday, like, hey, pretty clear, he's going to be limited, I'm probably dropping him potentially into the beginning of the D tier or the end of the C tier. Again, I la 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 love this matchup against the Vikings. But you have to be worried about Aaron Jones at this point. Again, something to monitor the injury report all week long. At number 18, we have James Let Him Cook of the Buffalo Bills going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't love this matchup, but he was the running back 8 last week. But the two weeks prior where the team was on the struggle bus, just like last week, running back 33 and 36. Once the Buffalo Bills kick, you know, swim away, jump away, Jump around. Uh, Once they get away from just being a dick cheese team, once they shake the funk off of them, then, yeah, I'm going to be all over James Cook, metaphorically, pause. But right now, there's still a lot of question marks. Am I playing him 100%? But there are a lot of question marks because the Bills get down and out, then James Cook's not going to have a lot of opportunities to score because, again, if they don't give him the ball on the goal line, he needs to run one from, like, 30 yards out. He only has two touchdowns on the season, which is concerning. Again, he's a good player, averages 4.8 yards per attempt. He's a great pass catcher. So I'll get, I will get. I don't need to get on my knees for him. Give him the gawk gawk 9,000. Right? If you've been watching the games, you know James Cook looks good on the field. But there are the questions about will the team be able to really shake it off like their name is Taylor Swift here? Or is this funk something serious? At number 19, we got Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders going up against the Detroit Lions in Detroit, but before we hear about Jacobs and the rest of the running backs all the way up until running back 36, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Manscaped. We are brought to you guys today by Manscaped, who have taken a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it has ever seen. So this season, no need to toil and trouble. Manscaped's all new Handyman is the best way to get rid of the stubble. Featuring a compact design and next gen skin safe technology. The Handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code Notorious for 20% off plus free shipping. And for my wolf men with a little more scruff, Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit has everything you need to tame your mane. Get 20% off and a free shipping with the code Notorious at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use promo code Notorious for a look as sweet as candy. Get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. Back on into things with Josh Jacobs of the Raiders going up against the Lions. Now, I know the Lions did just get spit-roasted by the Ravens. I don't know why the fuck I, I, just sta- st- stored. I just stared into the camera like I was that so Raven, right? But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think the Lions' defense is way better than that. I don't trust the Raiders' offense, but Jimmy Garoppolo coming back should be able to get things somewhat back to normal for Jacobs. Running back 43 and 22 over the last two weeks. But again, I'm not fully in panic mode yet. But I did want to bump him down the rankings. His ECR expert consensus rankings on fantasy pros is running back 14. I got him at running back 19. Running back 20, Joseph Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the 49ers in San Francisco. Now, what I will say is the 49ers defense is banged up and maybe they are not as good as we thought they were. Now, does that mean that I think the 49ers defense is complete and utter dick cheese? No. I still think the 49ers defense is good, but maybe they aren't this elite defensive unit, this impenetrable wall that I probably would have said they were, I don't know, two weeks ago, right? At this point, like, that's how great they looked, and then they lose, and they lose again. Now, Mixon hasn't been great. Mixon is a guy that is over the hump, kind of. Right, He's not so bad to where like half his foot is in the goddamn retirement home, but he's not as good as he used to be. Now, he relies heavily on the Bengals figuring shit out so they can get in the scoring range, Mixon potentially hops in the end zone, or if they're up, they can run, and that's when Mixon's really going to flourish. He's currently the running back 23 on the season, and I think running back 20 is a pretty safe spot to put him, right? He's always around that range, running back 26, 15, 30, 16, 18, 28 on the season through the first six games. They're coming out the bye week. I expect them to look feisty. I expect this to be the best. The Bengals look all season. Teehee, Higgins should be fully healthy. They got Chase, Boyd. They got all the guys. The offensive line's been pretty suspect, if I'm being honest, but I'm going to... Give Mixon his spot as RB20. He's probably going to stay here all season long as the RB20 until he gets like a cupcake spot. But even in that great matchup against the Cardinals in in week five, he was just the running back number 15. Moving now to the D tier, beginning with running back 21. Now, here is where we really start to feel the fall off. And after the D tier is when it's like a fucking free-for-all, right? It's like... Just the guys I like best are are moving up, but again, there's a lot more risk there. Running back 21, can you do something for me? Rashad with two A's, White going up against the no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo tonight on Thursday Night Football. I talk about Rashad White the same way every single week, and it has proved to be very true this season. When Rashad White goes up against a bad run defense, he looks great. When he plays up against a good run defense, he shrivels up right, like your cock when it's a little too cold. Running back 12 last week against Atlanta. The week prior, they play up against the Lions, a solid run defense, running back 35. So it's very clear that in great matchups, he flourishes. In bad matchups, he is no bueno. I still don't think he's a very good running back. So I feel like even though this is a good matchup, I can't really pump up the jam and rise him up the rankings to be like a top 12, 15 back. Could he do that against the Bills? 100%. But there's also a shot that the Bills just get that funk off of them. They strip it off like their name was Magic Mike. And magically, now the Bucks are getting slaughtered, and the Bills end up having a huge game, and then they can't run as much. So all of that combined is what gives Rashad White the ranking of running back 21. I think that's a very fair spot to put him at Number 22, we got Donta Foreman going up against the LA Chargers in LA. Roshan Johnson might be back. He might not be. Even if Roshan Johnson returns, Donta Foreman has earned his role, earned his seat at the head of the table like his name was Roman Reigns. Running back numero uno last week, averaging 4.7 yards per carry on the season. Three touchdowns last week. Tyson Baygent is probably not the answer, the equation, the guy, the answer like fucking Alvin I- Alvin Iverson, he's like Alvin and the Chipmunk and uh, Allen Iverson. He's not the answer, Allen Iverson, but he's decent enough to against a shit Chargers team to keep them somewhat in the game enough for Foreman to run. If they get close to the goal line, they're going to give the rock to Foreman. And again, the Chargers defense crumbles like a cookie. So I think Foreman should be able to have a pretty decent game. Now, it is possible that the offensive power of the Chargers overwhelms the Bears, They're down bad, and they can't give the ball as much to Foreman. And that's what kind of scares me enough to have him ranked as running back 22. Again, I don't think he's like some amazing talent, but he's earned his role. At 23, we got Ramondre Stevenson going up against the Dolphins in Miami, running back 15 and 6 over the last two weeks. I'll give Stevenson some credit. I jumped ship. I was a Ramondre Stevenson truther all offseason. I was banging the drum. I was talking about how even though Zeke was there, it didn't fucking matter. Stevenson is that guy. He's that dude. Last year, the Patriots offense was anemic. They were terrible, bottom of the barrel. And still, Ramondre Stevenson was soaring and flying like his name was Troy Bolton in High School Musical. But after Weeks 1 and Week 2, that kind of luster that... Hope that I had just went out the window, running back 32, 41, 51. I was like, okay, playing the Raiders in week six, but I don't trust him. He's dead to me. Sit him. And then he's running back six. And then last week, I'm like, okay, I still don't really trust him. Then he's running back 15. And I'm still in the range where I don't really trust him because I think this Dolphins defense, while Fantasy Pros gives this a five-star matchup like this is Grand Theft Auto 5, I worry. That the Dolphins' run defense looks so much better against the Eagles. And now, with Chubb, JP, Sealer, Wilkins, all these guys playing so much better, the defense looking so much stronger. I worry about Stevenson. Last time out against the Dolphins, he was the running back 17. Again, I don't want to fully dunk on Stevenson because he's proved himself over the last two weeks to be good. But I also worry that this is like at all time. People are like, okay, the Patriots, they're going to beat the Dolphins now. The Dolphins are like 9.5 point, 8 point favorites. I don't get that. To me, that's like a 7 point Dolphins win. But I, I still have my worries about Stevenson. Now, I'm not so worried that he's in the next couple of tiers with these schlubs, but he he's not necessarily in a range where I'm uber confident in him, And I think anyone who has Ramondre Stevenson on their team probably shares the exact same sentiment I have, unless they're a Patriots fan who probably thinks that now the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl after they beat the Bills. Running back to number 24, shout out Kobe, Gus Edwards going up against the Cardinals in Arizona. This is still very much a split share between Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Now, Gus Edwards did really outplay him last week against the Lions, 64 rushing yards, 80 receiving yards. On one catch, that's like the most receiving yards he's ever had in his career. I think I read something that that is like 70% of his receiving yards ever. Because he just doesn't catch passes. For a touchdown, running back six on the week. If he was playing up against any other defense, I would be like, that was a fluke. That was Fugazi, a Wazi, a woozy, And I would say, you know, simmer down, calm your titties. And, uh, you know, don't rank him super highly. I get that there's risk here. I get that there's risk because they're going to use Justice Hill. Lamar Jackson could easily fake the run and run himself 90 yards into the end zone, especially against the shit Cardinals. But because the matchup is so good, he earns his ranking here. But again, I'm still worried about Justice Hill. At number 25, we got Javante going up against the Chiefs at home in Denver. Javante Williams most touches he's ever gotten all season last week. And it was great to see because he got the most amount of rushing yards all season with 82 against the Packers. And he, he's been a guy that I think is incredibly talented, but Sean Payton never really wanted to give him the full reins, right? Like he's Santa Claus, you know? They were, they were you know, kind of, it wasn't just the tip because he was getting like 10 rushes, 11 rushes, but they were, he was like sticking the, it in like halfway, right? Just a little tease. Shout out Bobby Sylvester. But Javante Williams, if anyone gets that, you know you know. That's like an old school joke, but not even that old school. A couple years ago, but Javante Williams. Chiefs matchup kind of scares me. Chiefs defense has looked way better than I thought they would this season. And Javante hasn't looked that great. He hasn't scored all year. This should be the game he does it because he keeps getting a ramp up in touches, but there's still reasons to be concerned. At number, now moving to the E tier, running backs 26 through 27. Darrell Henderson running back 26. I like him a lot. I think that Darrell Henderson's very clearly the best running back in this backfield over Rolls-Royce Freeman, but he goes from the Steelers, pretty all, all right matchup, to now he gets the Cowboys, which definitely puts more fear into me. Running back 17 last week. I'll give him his flowers. I'll give him his credit. He scored a touchdown. Can he repeat it against the Cowboys? I definitely think so. But again, the matchup leaves a lot of worry. At number 27, we got Madison. Running back 34 last week. He gets banged up in the game. Quiet, silent, like he's in a library. Now he gets hurt. He comes back in. He doesn't look the same. He's not getting as many touches. They give it more to Acres. I would have to believe that if he's fully healthy going into this game, he is still the running back one. He is still the running back one. And I have him ranked much lower than the expert consensus rankings who've got him as the running back 22. Now, this is a great matchup against the Packers run defense. They've got a solid pass defense. The run defense is no bueno. But again, he is severely limited by the fact that Cam Akers is now very clearly going to work in more than he previously did But if Madison is able to, you know, not carry the rock how he did against the 49ers, this is a much better matchup. So he should be able to fend off acres much better. Moving now to the F tier. This is basically the fuck it tier, right? Fuck it. My running backs are hurt. Fuck it. My running backs are bad. I got to play these guys. Running back 28, Imari DiMarcato, the Italian stallion running back for the Cardinals going up against the Ravens. We talked about this in the running back starts it video. Week 5, Connor gets hurt against the Bengals. They give all the touches to DiMarcato. He looks great. Week 6, it's like it's DiMarcato season. And then they shove Keontae Ingram's garbage ass down our throat. And then week 7, it's like, okay, it's Keontae Ingram season. Regardless of how good we think Keontae Ingram is, he's going to get the touches. He is that guy. And then, in Week 7, he's not that guy, pal. Trust me, because is the guy. 58 rushing yards, 17 receiving yards, and he looks solid. Now he gets the Ravens. That defense scares me. Scares me, but he's going to at least get the touches. Running back 29, B-Rob, Brian Robinson going up against the Eagles. Really bad matchup. Last time these two teams played, he was the running back 15. He found pay dirt. I'm not sure if he's going to score in this game with how the Commander's offense looked against the Giants. So, I'm pretty worried. They also started using another running back in the backfield to mix in, which is even more scary. So, again, I'm scared. He's cooled off a bit recently. Still has that dog in him, he still has the skills to pay the bills. But against the Eagles, his stock has to drop. At running back 30, we got Damian Pierce. Great matchup against the Panthers in Carolina coming out the bye. I hope i am praying to the football gods above that damian pierce takes them to pound town takes them out back whacks them like their name was tony soprano but what i will tell you is that damian pierce owners might be sleeping with the fishes like their name was luca Brazzi in the godfather because damian pierce has been really hit or miss starts off the season running back 41 42 shout out jackie robinson i'm like okay i'm an idiot I'm an idiot. I love Damian Pierce. I was wrong. Then running back 14-17, he pulled me back in. Right? Fucking reeled me back in. I'm like, okay, we're back. And then running back 28-47. And then a bye week. Show me something. Show me something against the Panthers. He should be able to. He really should. But so worried. Running back 31, Chuba going up against the Texans. Sanders appears to be back this week, but he's still going to be limited. With that shoulder. If he is ruled out of this game. Then I'm moving Hubbard up a lot. Hubba Bubba Max. Because he was the running back 13 against the Dolphins. He does actually look pretty good. I've talked about this all year. And I talked about in the offseason. That I think Hubbard is good enough. To just cut a slice out of Sanders pie. Enough for Sanders to be relevant, And most likely Hubbard probably irrelevant too. But... If Sanders doesn't play, we'd have to move him up. If Sanders does play, it shouldn't be enough to completely sink the battleship of Hubbard, but it would be enough for me not to rank him higher. At number 32, we got Najee going up against the Jags. I don't like Najee, and I talked about this in the running back start sit video. I joked that you would have to take me to Guantanamo Bay and fucking waterboard my ass to get me to play Najee Harris, because Jalen Warren has outplayed him every single week of the season outside of last week, where they both scored a touchdown. This Najee Harris just doesn't look like the Najee Harris that we had in his rookie year. In 2021, this motherfucker was the running back three on the year. He scored 10 touchdowns in 2021. Then last year, he doesn't look good, but he scores 10 touchdowns. This year, he has one measly touchdown. A lot of people like myself, now I didn't buy into Najee Harris, but I bought into the Steelers offense. I bought into Deontay Johnson. I bought into the fact that Kenny Pickett looked so great in the preseason. And something I talked about all preseason was not to overreact, not to just see something happen in preseason, read it as the gospel, and see that this is what's going to guarantee to happen in the season. But I bought in. I didn't listen to my own advice because it seemed so real. Because Kenny Pickett was so dog shit last year, there was no way he could do it again. And let's be honest, he basically is the exact same guy we saw last season, just slightly better. Just the tip better. So again, I sipped the Kool-Aid once again on the Steelers, but I didn't on Najee. He has had two good games all year. And one game that I'd actually categorize as good, which was last week. So really one pretty mid-game, one good game. The rest running back 45, 44, 39, 37. We have seen who this guy is all season long. Don't just magically think because he had one great game that he's back, you know? And we do this a lot, right? Because you drafted Najee with such a high pick, right? You talked yourself into him, and now you're sitting there. He's on your bench all week. You probably benched him last week, and you're like, Nick, you fucking dumbass. He's actually good. Show it to me again, Najee. Do it again. Do it again for me, then I'll trust you. I don't like going against the Jags defense. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. Number 33, Moss of Zachary. Zach Moss going up against the Saints at home in Indy. Sideline with an elbow and a heel. Injury. Kind of crazy. And practice on Wednesday. Moss was added to the Colts injury report because of a pair of injuries that he's been battling through. The severity of them are unknown as of right now. So this is something to monitor. Obviously, if he does not play, probably going to move Jonathan Taylor from running back 14 into the A tier. And potentially, if I can talk myself into it enough, maybe even the S-tier with McCaffrey, Eckler, Etienne, and Kamara. I like the matchup against the Saints. We just saw Etienne run train on them for Moss. But it's very, very clear that the touches are going to be reduced, right? So I still think he he should deserve a top 30-ish ranking, top 35, 40 ranking, because he was the running back 30 last week. He still got 18 carries. But the end appears to be near for Moss unless JT gets hurt again. Knock on wood. We do not root for injuries. Running back 34, Jalen Warren. I love Jalen Warren. I'm a Jalen Warren truther. This man's been a top 24 running back three times this season, top 25 running back four times. But I don't like this matchup against the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars defense is better than people give them credit for, better than even the kind of matchup simulator that Fantasy Bros has with the star ranking, I think the matchup is tougher than that. I love Warren, but he only got six rushes and two targets and luck boxed into the end zone. And there was a shit ton of teams on by, so that elevates his, his finish at the end of the season. I don't think he's going to be able to do that again against The Jags. Now we move to the G tier. The G spot. Running backs 35 through 36. Rolls Royce Freeman. Running back 35. Running back 32 last week. 12 carries for 66 yards. Darrell Henderson. To me. Definitely looked better than him. And Darrell Henderson. Coming off the street. Got more touches. Than Royce Freeman. Now. I'm not here to tell you that Royce Freeman is fully washed because while he never lived up to the expectations of where he was drafted, right, 2018, a lot of people, myself included, really liked him. My first ever video I made was in 2018. And then I only made one video, one mock draft. Got like a couple hundred views. It was kind of cool at the time. But then I quit because I was a pussy. I didn't want to do it anymore. I was scared because I didn't like how I sounded. And then... I waited till 2019 to really start making videos. And if anyone has been there since 2019, just know it means a lot to me. It means a lot to me if you just started watching today. It really does. Um, I appreciate all you guys. I try not to get super emotional on these videos. But again, just a look into to my life. This means everything to me. Every single one of you guys means so much to me. And um, the support I see does. It really makes me happy. Again, if I don't respond to your comment, if I see you left a nice nice comment, sometimes I don't respond. Sometimes I'm busy. But it really does mean the world to me. Again, I'm not trying to get all sappy here and, and expand upon things, but it is crazy. Like if you watch that video compared to these videos, I'm just way better. It's 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 crazy. But yeah, Rolls Royce never lived up to his expectations. But he looked good last week. Looked okay. I think Henderson's gonna out snap him, out touch him again. Bad matchup against Dallas, but again. There are not a lot of running backs that you can find that are going to get 12 potential touches, and I think Freeman's probably going to get that. At number 36, we got Akers. Now, Akers definitely looked better than Madison last week, but I don't want to just be the Pied Piper here like I was in Silicon Valley and sing the praises of Akers because he outtouched Madison last week because Madison was banged up. If Madison's fully healthy, I don't think Akers is going to overtake him. I don't think Akers is very good. Now, he did look better than Madison last week. That's clear. Crystal clear, but I don't think he's going to be able to do it again. But again, once you get down to this range, we got Acres against Green Bay. Really good matchup. Then we got guys like Pierre Strong, who I like too. And that's like Justice Hill, Algier, Dylan Spears, McLaughlin. Like, I, I just think I'd rather take that shot on Cam Akers. Thank you guys all so much for watching. Genuinely, again, you guys do mean the world to me. It means everything to me, so I appreciate all the support we've seen. We are almost at 30,000 subscribers. And again, none of this is done without you guys. So I love you guys all so much. Thank you guys for watching today's video. If you did end up enjoying and you are new, hit that subscribe button down below, hit that like button, whether you are new to the channel or not. If you want to check out my Patreon for my weekly rankings, as well as getting an answer to any questions you may have, it's $7.50 on the Patreon a month. And then check out Manscaped. Again, If you help, if you purchase things from my sponsors or use my sponsors, again, do you have to? No. That's what helps me out. Just like hitting the like, hitting that subscribe button. Check out one of the videos on your screen right now if you haven't seen them. And I'll see you guys very shortly. Tonight we'll be live before Thursday Night Football at around 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time answering all your questions. Again, I love you guys all so much. Have a great one. And as always, good boy.